I am Pastor Corrine Boroff, Senior Pastor at Anderson First United Methodist Church. Thank you for listening to our worship service today. If you want to learn more about this church, visit our website at andersonfirst.org. Have a blessed day and enjoy the message. Our scripture this morning comes from Matthew chapter 17, verses 1 through 9. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah, talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud covered them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, Don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. This is the word of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. different scout websites that some kids avoid obstacles. Scouts overcome them. Which brought to mind uh, the subject for this morning, the subject for uh, mountaintop experiences. Because you see, the scouts spend a lot of their time doing activities that prepare them to be outdoors. And hiking is one of those. Camping is a major part of scouting experience. So they have a lot of those types of experiences. In fact, I went through scouts with both of my sons, was in leadership in the scouts, and we pretty much at that time lived in the Castleton area and pretty much lived at Camp Belzer. Spent a lot of time there with the different scout activities that were going on. 
And it was one particular instance that came to mind in, in reading this scripture and preparing for today was not necessarily one I had with my sons, but was one that my brother, who became an Eagle Scout, had in his experience, and that was going to Philmont camp in New Mexico. And Philmont is a Boy Scouts of America camp. It's uh, the nation's highest, uh, the nation's um, most famed um, high adventure base. And so scouts from all over the United States, in fact, they have them from all over the world that come in and experience um, this Philmont camp, the Philmont Ranch. On the ranch, one of the experiences that they have is at Mount Baldy Mountain. And Baldy Mountain is a place that the scouts hike to. They they prepare themselves and they travel up this um, mountain. And it's 12,441 feet above sea level. So it's quite a hike. And the description that Byron gave as he was telling us about his experience of going up Baldy Mountain was that you got so far, they kind of camped at 4,000 feet below the crest of the mountain. And so 4,000 feet to travel up, and that was pretty much straight up, was uh, a day's hike, so they didn't have to carry as much. I'm thinking, leave me at the top, right? (laughs) But he said it was an interesting experience because the clouds kind of came in and surrounded the area. And so as they kind of just folded around them as they began their hike, it also muffled their voices. So even though they were hiking independently, sharing conversation was a little difficult. It just sounded like they were all wearing uh, ear coverings. And so they pretty much walked in silence to the top until they arrived at the top. And then they celebrated. But before they could celebrate, before they could do that, they had to prepare themselves. They had to be physically ready to travel those those trails. The trails that were kind of marked as trails but really were pretty rugged as you kind of see in the picture there, the trails that they had to make sure they had the proper equipment to wear and the steel-toed hiking boots kept their feet from being smashed when they would stumble on the rocks and the boulders in the pathway. And so they had to prepare themselves physically, their body physically, but also have the right supplies to take and to wear up there with them. They had to prepare their minds for this. They had to prepare mentally so that as they were getting ready to go, they were ready to go. They had to not be involved in all those things, all carrying extra baggage of things. They had to mentally be ready to go and emotionally prepared. You see, anybody that's afraid of heights has no reason to hike up over 12,000 feet above sea level on trails that are pretty precarious anyway. And so emotionally, they had to be ready. They had 
to not be afraid. Not be afraid of a storm that might come up because at that elevation there is really nothing to shelter you from the weather that might come around the corner. To not be afraid and trust that their skills and their knowledge would help them through. And so they prepared themselves to go up onto the mountain. And you see, I had that a bit of that experience several years after my brother experienced that. My family and I, I was still living at home, and we uh, traveled a backpack trip and went up to Long's Peak in Colorado. And we crested the peak there, and that was 14,000 feet above sea level. I was reminded at something my father said as we're panting and getting up there and ready for our own personal celebration as a family was, we are up where the airplanes fly, family. (laughs) That's how high you are in those mountains. And so you see, preparation for being ready for that is very, very important. Mountaintop experiences those celebrations of making it to the top is one form of a mountaintop celebration. However, the Bible is filled with mountaintop celebrations. I'm going to move this. Excuse me. There we go. Fred, I was going to give you my version of falling down the mountain in a minute. <laughs> Didn't want to do that. But the Bible's filled with mountaintop experiences and they were places and times where people encountered God and they literally had to go up the mountaintop. And we have the the very first mountaintop experience given to us is in Genesis with Mount Ararat where we have Noah's Ark came to set there. And there Noah had an encounter, an additional encounter with God. And God made the covenant with Noah and gave us the what? Rainbow. Yeah. That initial mountaintop experience recorded in Scripture. And there are many others. We have on Mount Moriah, we have Abraham who was called to sacrifice his son Isaac on the mountaintop. And there God provided a ram instead. We have also Mount Horeb where Elijah went to hide. He was always getting himself into trouble, confronting people in the name of God and went to hide and heard God in the still, small voice. We have Mount Zion where David built his city, which later became known as Jerusalem on Mount Zion all within the Old Testament, but we do have important mountaintop experiences in the New Testament because you see we have Jesus at the Mount of Olives. And Jesus there, he met regularly. We often hear of it only as the Garden of Gethsemane experience where Jesus was arrested. But he would go there regularly to teach and meet with his disciples. A place where they could be together. And so we have these many encounters with God on the top of a mountain. 
Literally, that's where the phrase, a mountaintop experience, comes from, out of the Bible. Because it was so used in experiencing God. And you see, we have these wonderful experiences, and then the one for today. The one that uh, Dan read for us from Matthew chapter 17. We have another wonderful mountaintop experience. Now, usually this scripture is not read in church services until the Sunday before Ash Wednesday. And on that Sunday, we prepare and celebrate the transfiguration of Jesus Christ. But nevertheless, that's an important scripture, important mountaintop experience for us to understand what it means to encounter God in these places. And so you see this scripture leading into the scripture, Jesus and his disciples were in Caesarea Philippi, which is a name that just doesn't flow off the tongue and it's not one we normally hear, but that's where they had gone. It's in the northwest corner of Israel. It's the farthest corner that Jesus' ministry took him in Israel. In that place, there were no Jews. And you see, Jesus took his disciples there to teach them. Because if you read through the rest of the scriptures, especially the Gospels, you remember that thousands of people followed Jesus and his disciples when they had to feed the thousands when they were in an area that was easy for the Jewish people to get to, they were there. And this was not. And so it was a time that Jesus could just be with the disciples and teach just the disciples. It's also an interesting backdrop to the conversation Jesus was having with them. You see, in this area, Caesarea Philippi, it's at the base of the mountain that is the highest point in Israel. It's 11,000 feet above the Jordan Valley, where the Jordan River runs. It can actually be seen up to 100 miles away at the Dead Sea. Tells you a little bit about the landscape of Israel. Israel's kind of all downhill from there. <laughs> And it can actually be seen that far away, a hundred miles away. But that's not the most interesting piece of this. You see, it has been found, and we read in, if you read through 1 Peter, you get a kind of a glimpse of this. But this area was not a Jewish area. And so the people that lived there worshipped pagan gods, particularly the Syrian god of Baal. There are 14 temple sites found, have been uncovered there. So we know at least 14 different temples right there that worshipped Baal and other pagan gods. And Jesus' question to his disciples in Matthew chapter 16, just before our encounter that we heard about, was, who 
do you say that I am? I mean, think about that. All these other gods that were being worshipped, the temples were there. All of them. Who do you say I am? Am I just one of these many? Am I not as important as these gods? Who do you say that I am? Well, we can always count on Peter, right? The one of the twelve that could come up with the right answer, and he said, you are Christ, son of the living God. He was right. And it was a few days after that that Jesus said, come on, let's take a field trip. But you see, there were only three of those disciples that were prepared, that were ready to go on this field trip. They were probably all physically prepared. Not that they climbed with their backpacks and climbed with the steel-toed shoes so they wouldn't get their feet hurt. Because you see, they were either in sandals or barefoot. That's how they traveled. So they were all probably pretty physically capable of making that trip. But mentally, mentally they had to be open to have that experience. They had to be open to learn something new. They were ready. And they had to emotionally not be afraid. Jesus tells them once again, once they're up on the top and they're having their experience in the midst of it, he said, don't be afraid. However, fear God. Doesn't that sound like a conflict there? Don't be afraid, but fear God. What that means is, don't be afraid of this experience. Learn all you can, but be respectful of God. This is the God that created the entire universe that you're meeting up here, that you are encountering on this mountaintop experience. And so they traveled up their mountain. And they had this experience where Moses and Elijah come and Jesus was transformed. And this word transformation in the Greek is actually the word that our metamorphosis comes from. Those of you that know science, a metamorphosis is what a butterfly emerges from. A caterpillar metamorphs into a butterfly. What they experienced, folks, was Jesus had just asked them, who do you say I am? You are the Son of God, the living God. He took these three who were ready for this experience up on top of the mountain, and there he was transformed. He lost his humanity and stood before them as completely God the Creator, the divine Christ only, because 
Christ is that mystery of being fully human and fully divine except for this moment. In this moment, he was creator God. He was the God that had been with us since the beginning of time. That's what they were afraid of. That's why they fell down on their faces. And yet in their experience, they didn't want to leave. Peter offers to build them shelters so they can stay. Have you ever had an experience that you didn't want to end? A powerful, a wonderful, hopefully it was a good experience that you didn't want to end. Something that just changed your life. And then you had to come back to reality, right? Kind of had to come down the mountain. When we talk about mountaintop experiences with our God, it does not involve hiking the distance. They are spiritual experiences that we have where we encounter our God in a unique way. And you may have that that praise God moment winning the Pinewood Derby. You may have that praise God moment in listening to a special piece of music where you experience and become aware of God in a new way, in a good way, and it changes you. It changes who you are so that you now know God that much better. You have encountered God in a new way, a special way, and it makes you a better you. There is a scene from the movie Jurassic Park that came to mind in thinking about this experience And in the scene Jurassic Park, it involves the character Alan Grant, who is a paleontologist, and he had spent his entire life studying dinosaurs. He knew all about them. He knew everything about a dinosaur that you could possibly know, and then he comes face to face with one, and he falls backwards stunned. And there is nothing like experiencing a dinosaur face-to-face. Folks, there's nothing like a mountaintop experience experiencing our God face-to-face. It's meant to make us aware of the living God in our midst. It's meant impact our lives so that we can walk with God a little closer and be a brother, better brother and sister to the other people around us. These are our mountaintop experiences.